Hey guys, welcome to the final and last episode of season two. We did it. This is the season finale. As always with your host, Janelle Clark, I just want to say thank you once again. This could not be possible with any of you guys tuning in week after week. And I just would like to give a little special shout out to the Netherlands and Thailand. We have two new listeners internationally, and this podcast is only growing from here. I really wanted to have one more guest on the show um, before we ended season two. Introducing Kane. How's it going, Kane? Hello. Thanks for having me, Janelle. Very happy to uh, be here. As your finale guest, that's so exciting. I know I didn't realize until I got here and then I was like, wow, this is an honor. Season <laughs> <Yeah>. two, guys, <laughs> season two. what's going to come for season three? Um, so Kane has a music blog called Dusty Organ. Now he's also done podcasts and other uh, creative ventures as well. But his uh, blog really gives a huge platform. Uh, up and coming artists and their music. Kane, do you want to tell the audience a little bit about Dusty Organ and what you do week by week? I know you're on Twitch as well and you do live streams, right? Yeah. So Dusty Organ is it's a, new, a new music blog. I've been doing that since... Technically 2014, and uh, yeah, it's been. I celebrated the seventh anniversary back in February. Um, but uh, yes, thank you, thank you. And yeah, it's crazy. It's such a weird beast of a thing because right now, it's yeah. So I'm on Twitch. I do live streams twice a week. Um, I do album reviews, single reviews, interviews, um, Drake views. Uh, just kidding. Bad joke. Um, <laughs> Yeah, just tons of stuff. And it started as like literally a list of new releases back when I was in university. And now it's just like this whole other thing that takes up the majority of my life. And uh, yeah, it's super fun and I love it. And I didn't realize how much I would have loved it or loved doing it. So it's pretty cool. That's like, that's a really long time. Cause I think like I graduated in 2014 from like high school. So like this is what, like eight years, six years, seven years now, seven years. So like what made you start the music blog and like what was like your creative energy behind that and how have you kept it going for like so long? Uh, I honestly barely understand myself, but um, I was, yeah, I was in second, first or second year in university and it was, yeah, it started as like this list because, you know, friends would come to me and ask for new music recommendations because I was always trying to discover new stuff. And I was like, you know what, this would be a lot easier if I just made a list of all this stuff and people could, you know, at their own leisure, check it out and whatever. And then it started to, I would, you know, I'd review an album. And when I say review, I mean, write a couple sentences, like why you should listen to it. And then, you know, every couple of weeks, I'd, every Friday or Tuesday, actually, yeah, it used to be New Music Tuesdays back when this started. So every Tuesday, I'd kind of update it and throughout the week, just throw stuff on. And then it just, I don't know how it started to snowball and snowball. And like now it's, I, you know, I spend hours of my day getting like hundreds of submissions, planning interviews, writing album stuff, um, album reviews. And um, I just got into it because I just wanted to share music. And that's still kind of seven years later, it's still a pinnacle part of the brand is mm-hmm. it's like this place to share music and you know i'm gonna i don't want to tangent off too much but yeah. and th- that's like kind of my mission statement yeah. is like it's a place to share music so. which i love i really do and like i'm so proud of you because like that's such a commitment and like i feel like it could have been like really easy to get overwhelmed with the amount of submissions 
um, and like the amount of work you have to do put it into the blog. But I think that's also what keeps it so exciting. It's like there is constantly new music and that's your passion. So it's like consistently being something that like you do and you're happy with. Now, you said you started in 2014, seven years ago. Um, was that something you always wanted to do because we had a conversation about there's a lot of pressure of like doing the right thing in your 20s and like I feel like sometimes I don't know if I'm always making the right choices like was music something like as a kid when someone would ask you what do you want to be when you grow up like who would have thought you would choose like uh you know doing a music blog was that something that you did want to do like Yes and no. It's it's such a, I haven't really asked myself that question in a long time. Like, what did I want to do as a kid? Mm-hmm. But I've been playing I've been playing piano since I was six years old. So I you know I was classically trained up until like I was twelve or thirteen. Obviously, your teenage years, your brain stops developing and uh, or starts to you know isn't isn't developed yet, and you make stupid decisions. So I stopped doing that. But I've always been musically motivated and inclined and you know, competent, we'll say. Um, and, you know, my mother always wanted me to be like a concert pianist or something, but that was never in the books for me. But I always knew music would probably come back to some extent and, um, you know, played in a band, all that stuff. But really, every time I think about it, I, I think when I was like six or seven years old, I was just so into comedy, like Jim Carrey and Robin Williams and stuff. Yeah. I looked up to these guys so much, even at a young age. And I was like, oh, I want to be like a i want to be like a physical comedy actor or like a voice over artist or something like that obviously i didn't know the right terms as a kid yeah. but like that's kind of what I, I wanted to voice funny cartoons and stuff and um and that's still kind of in the back of my head but i also wanted to be on the radio it was this whole like amalgamation of stuff where i feel like at the end of the day now i look back to it it's like i wanted to be in front of a microphone talking to people yeah. and um even with my music blog, like it started out as this list, but I've made it shift focus on my own, you know, ability because it's my own, it's my own brand and everything. So I can make all the executive decisions. And that is pushing me towards you know, podcasting and live streaming and stuff, because yeah. I realized like that's the direction I want to use this vessel to go towards. Um, so I think it's, yeah, like now that I think about it, it is kind of all kind of tying together. Um, so I guess, yeah, sometimes things kind of come up to you in a very different way. You're not really expecting it. So, No, absolutely. It seems like it's just been like an evolution process of like one thing leading to the next when it comes to music for you. And like I, I'm in a place right now where I feel like I'm just really starting my career. But when I was younger, like I feel – as like a very complex person I always was even as a kid so like when I was a kid and someone would ask me oh Janelle like what do you want to be when you grow up I would be like oh I want to be a doctor but I also want to be a model (laughs) like I don't know where I thought that those two things I could do both but um I I had like that idea in my mind of like what I wanted to do as a job. And then I feel like in your teen years, heading into your 20s, like 17, 18, 19, you start to really figure out like 
what your interests are and what makes you happy. So you're like then going into your 20s when you're making the decisions of like school or like work, you're like, do I do what makes me happy or do I do like a career that someone expects me to do? Or is it possible to find a career or invest in my future in something that makes me happy and not, you know, not have to worry about um, pleasing anyone else, right? So I remember found out very quickly I'm not good at math which uh, when you get into biochem has a lot of math gotcha. and organic chem and so that dream of being a doctor kind of went whoop up the window so the half, yeah though. but then I was like I was working with like a lot of international students I was working with a lot of uh, volunteer opportunities and like um, I had my own like ESL program I was ESL tutor and I was like okay but wait wait I like to help people I'm into like more social sciences than like mathematical sciences and I like to travel and then I thought of like okay well what about the military so I actually had the idea of the forces since I was like 16 and um I was like okay maybe I could be a medic in the forces but then once again that still requires you to go to med school right so that whole period of like really getting to the point where I am now in 2021 was definitely like it took time for me to figure out what I wanted to do and I think like the the idea was definitely always there like you said with you know for you like you play piano and whatnot um but I also have found ways to like monetize my hobbies as well and that understanding of your hobbies don't have to always just be your hobbies. They can be something that you can profit from. Um, That was just such a crazy idea that I feel like a lot of my other friends didn't get. Like I felt like they, I had fortunately parents that were very like understanding of what I wanted to do and what made me happy. Did you have that kind of support? Did you see friends around you that weren't, you could quite clearly see that they were miserable and not following like their dreams in terms of mental happiness when it comes to making money in their 20s? Um, yeah, kind of. It's, it's interesting because I've always been around like very strong creative types. Like I went to an arts high school. Uh, all my best friends are, you know, they come from that background. And, you know, um, I have, yeah, like some of my best friends are, only really now kind of figuring out what they actually are meant to be doing with their their lives and, their, and stuff like that and the whole idea actually it's funny you say about the hobbies being a stream of revenue and um you know like a profitable thing it's i feel that i've actually always been on the other side of it where it's like okay your hobbies don't have to always make you money because i was always trying to like make a career out of a hobby rather than enjoying the hobby and i feel like that's also like a very damaging thing too is you have to be able to enjoy certain things just for the love of them right so fortunately i you know i love playing hockey i'm not ever going to become a professional hockey player so that has always remained yeah (laughs) don't worry ladies out there if i ever do i'll uh, i'll let you know maybe you know maybe team actually one time this is funny i looked because so my mother's Portuguese and I technically could play for Team Portugal if they had an ice hockey team and I Are think I think they do I think I could I, I would be able to qualify but like they're just not a good team if, if they even exist um, I don't yeah I don't know if it'd be worth my trouble but um, <laughs> I would love that that's probably the closest option I could have right now is to become like a Portuguese professional hockey player but um, I didn't know they, play hockey. they don't really no it's a lot of uh, a lot of soccer. 
Um, I think ball hockey too is actually more popular than ice hockey, which makes sense. Um, but it's not real hockey. Ball hockey. It's not real hockey. It, yes and no. No, it's not. No, it's not. But also, it, it kind of is. It's very like, it's a very derivative type of hockey. It's we'll for say. people who can't skate. Yes, <laughs> or, can't, <laughs> or can't afford skates. That's the other thing too. That's true. But, uh, but yeah, the idea of hobbies, so hockey's always been really good for me to just like have that. And then even actually, that's even funny. I say that because I ref hockey for like eight years. Um, and that I guess was like my, my stream of revenues, like, you know, making a bunch of money, just refing kids and stuff like that, which was awesome. So yeah, I guess I've always just been like one of those people that I just can't and listening to music, I had to turn that into something. Mm. And, um, yeah. So for me, like hobbies have always been that route for revenue stream and like I, I'm the opposite where I like I need to find something to just chill out and right. <laughs> and just like not make everything a job because I think that actually stems for me um, going back to the high school thing you're talking about where um, you kind of just trying to figure out what you want to do and I always at that time I was really set on you know trying to find work in radio like I'd go to radio stations and ask them you know can i volunteer my time and a lot of the big ones they'll say no because you know they're big corporations they can't really do stuff like that but i ended up um, doing co-op at a radio station a college radio station and did the morning announcements and stuff like that and so i was like okay cool this is a thing and then ryerson has a really cool radio and television program yeah um and at the time when i was like 17 18 i was like okay that's what i want to do i'm gonna go to toronto i'm gonna learn how to be on radio and television it's gonna be sick um a whole bunch of effort into like application kind of because i feel like i also didn't mm. because i was like in love with this girl in high school which is never people yeah, no, never no, follow no, love no, just, no stick to your guns but um yeah so i got waitlisted never got in the program try to get in the next year never got in the program and i was like okay wow. so you can make all these plans yeah. and my parents are really supportive of it too they're like okay like if you want to go to toronto like it's gonna be expensive um you know it, you gotta be really sure about this like it's not gonna be cheap it's gonna be you know, a very lifelong decision it's like yeah totally yeah but also like eh, but stay with me forever <laughs> um but yeah and then even with that like you still I, i'm still trying to find my own way to make it a thing you know like with my podcasting and then i started doing audiobook narration and stuff too and right. like all these little all these little outlets that yeah. i was like okay hey, if they're not gonna if the universe is not gonna give me a straight path that i thought i needed to do like i'm just gonna find my own little cobblestones yeah. to the to the end point and um yeah and but i'm at, like i'm one of those lucky people where like yeah my parents are pretty supportive i also worked my ass off a lot in university like i worked three jobs while doing the music blog while going to school like i you know i kind of kept myself afloat um which is also very important but at the same time like i've always been very free to make my own decisions and like I, my parents see that i'm a very passionate person to like almost like a, a flaw um which is a good thing for sure so yeah i like i find i'm now learning more about you sitting down on the coach doing this episode than i have ever known and like what the last six months of knowing you <laughs> Yes. <laughs> yeah, I feel like every interaction we have is like in a drinking environment. Vast majority. Vast majority. Yeah. <laughs> we came up with this idea while we were both drinking. At four o'clock in the morning. In separate like households and you're like, Why are you up? I was like, Why are you up? <laughs> Duh. 
Um, I find it really interesting how you said like you try to turn all like your hobbies into profits. You're like like you wanted like just chill out and just be like not everything has to be a job yeah. where like I'm starting to come into the opposite where I'm like I want to make everything a job right I'm like I want to have multiple streams of income and I think that just goes with like anything that society says you should do you should do like is that wrong is that bad is it good it's nor here nor there it's it's not like you know there's nothing wrong with wanting to be successful but like I've had to like you know, there has been some moments leading up to where I am now that um, I guess if you look at it, say, okay, well, that set you back. It didn't really set me back. It was just like the timing is everything, right? And yeah, like um, when you moved here, there was like that scare of like, it's a really expensive city. And that definitely was the same thing for me. Will I be able to survive here in Toronto? Like, this is just like, this is not a city for weak people. Like, and I remember once Tisha said to me, I think it was actually like on Tisha's his girlfriend, by the way. Um, <laughs> but, and she's been on the show before. Um, but I remember actually going to her birthday in the cab. I don't know if you remember this, but she said, if you're not trying to improve yourself, in this city then what are you doing and that was the theme of episode one for season two that was my whole topic for uh yeah we're going full circle um we're having the couple and we're just having like this whole conversation just coming right back for this whole season um did you ever at any point like in your journey of this the music blog and being in the music industry and being on radio and having the podcast and doing all your books did you did your plan ever change like you said like being on the radio didn't happen um was there any other moments that you wanted uh to do something and something set you back yeah so i also so it's funny because I say I've been writing my blog for seven years because it's just easier to do the math. But there was a period between, I, I, it feels like a distance, long distance thing. To, I think it was 2018 to 2019, maybe even 2017 to 2019. There was a gap, like a year or two gap where I kind of was kind of given off, uh, giving up on the blog for a bit because like, hey, it's not really picking up and I'm not, it's not paying me. You know, I'm spending money and all this time. And like, I don't know if I really want to keep doing this. Like it's, it's a big commitment. Especially because I was, uh, yeah, I'd finished high school or university, graduate 2016, and I was just like working in restaurants and stuff. And um, so I tried my hand at stand up comedy. I did that for two years, which was so much fun. And I was like, wow, this, like that first time I tried it, I was like, this is something that I could totally do. And I was like, six year old Kane, who's idolized like Jim Carrey and Robin Williams his whole life, can finally have this outlet. And then it's a lot more work than people think which is um which is not a bad thing because I, I enjoy writing and writing material like you just go to I, I used to go sit in a coffee shop for a couple hours and like have just like this idea book and just write try to write bits and um it was really fun but it's just like the amount of payoff there's there's no payoff that's the thing about especially in canada if you're a canadian comic i salute you because like there was absolutely no payoff for that craft and um i was like okay ottawa's pretty cool like i can do i, I did pretty well in ottawa like i'm not I wasn't headlining or anything, but you know, I could, I never really bombed. People always enjoyed my set and I was improving gradually. And I was like, okay, well, I'm going to Toronto. Maybe I'll try it here. And I tried it here. And this city is like, it's not, yeah, it's not for weak people. And like my, my level of commitment to comedy was weak. Mm -hmm. Now that I realize it's like, okay, it's really competitive. 
I this is the first time I ever bombed. I bombed one one show and I was like, this fucking sucks. Like this is the worst feeling in the world. And it was after like doing, uh, showing up to like an empty room before, and then I went to this other room to try to get on. And, like I bombed there. So yeah, and I was actually here in the Danforth, and I was like, oh man, this. I've gone all the way back to the junction. Like this sucks. Like it's not worth it on a Wednesday night. So like that, that was one of those things where like I thought I would, this would be a fun hobby and like maybe I can turn it into something. And I was like, no, this is this is gonna stay a hobby. And I think after COVID's over, like I, I want to go back up on stage, but just for fun, like get that get that rat race out of my head and just enjoy telling jokes. But um, yeah, there's always there's always gonna be faults and like mistakes and not, not even mistakes, just stuff you're not gonna succeed at. Was the word? Oh, failure. Yeah, um, stuff you're gonna fail at. But at the same time, like those two years improved my uh, ability to, you know, speak to a crowd. Yeah. I was ever yeah. shy once I got up on stage, but like you pick up just natural instincts and you build your confidence. And um, yeah, it's great having somebody come up to you afterwards and be like, oh my God, you're so funny. Like that is like the yeah. ultimate drug. I cannot get, I cannot say that enough. If you are thinking about doing comedy, just do it once at least you have to do it at least once in your life because it's so much fun but um yeah that's one of those things that just like it's 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 useful uh, useful skills now um and my parents i remember my mom was like why the hell are you wasting your time with comedy <laughs> like it's such a stupid thing okay like what are you thinking but it was fun she came to see she, I, I remember she came to see one of my shows and um i think she thought i was kind of funny which was good enough for me but um yeah i was very uncomfortable telling like sex jokes in front of your mother and her friend i that's the one thing they don't really prepare you for is that feeling <laughs> yeah i i want to say thank you like so much for sharing that story like so much because that just reminds me um a little bit even from something i've experienced so i used to do improv oh my God. <laughs> yeah and like not that i thought i was gonna have a successful career on improv and be on like saturday night live like it was just something I wanted to do. Did I waste my time? Absolutely not. Because same thing as you, I got comfortable being in front of a crowd. I'm, you know, I can be here with you with a mic and not like feel terrified. I can be in front of an audience and have those skills and that's all transferable. It's all can go into um, how you interview for a job. It can go into being able to make decisions very quickly, um, how to read a room, right? Like if you're in front of people, there are all, all these things that you may feel like, am I, am I wasting my time, right? I'm getting older. I'm going into my 20s. Am I wasting my time? No, not necessarily. I think you can take something and learn from every experience that you have. Like, you know, a hobby that just doesn't work out for you. But it's a growing experience. And I feel like they just, they don't teach these things in school. No. Like at all. Like they teach you how to memorize mass amount of information and then prepare to write like an exam and then here's a piece of paper saying yay you did it like i didn't learn how i uh, didn't learn those social skills in school i didn't learn the skills that i have now for what i want to do in life like i learned pythagorean theorem and like i don't know no i don't like when am i going to use that you know i actually i'll share a little story um i, I feel like why um, school's really going to evolve in the next couple of years as to like why like that pressure of like making sure you get post-secondary may not be something that may 
maybe relevant for a specified trade, like being a doctor or a lawyer, but not for everyone. Um, so I used to work for like a marketing firm and uh, we worked with like local clients and we would sell on their behalf, whether it be like telecom or like whatever the case may be. And we had, uh, there was a position open for um, basically like a liaison individual who would like communicate between our office and a client. That's all you need to know. It was about a $100,000 paying job for the salary. It was a really great paying job. Now, she had experience with the company before and had to take time off, this girl that applied for the position. And she came back and she had the experience. Now, um, on her resume, this and it's just proof because it's a real life experience. On her resume, she lied about completing Gradu- like graduated from like a business degree she didn't finish it she went to school and she dropped it she lied on her resume now she got the job she got the job based on her experience and how she carried herself on in the interview and i guess her guilt got to her and she admitted to the company by the way i don't have a full degree and they had to take that offer back and not give her the position just simply because you lied, what else are you going to lie about? That's not the point I'm trying to make here is the fact that she had experience. They didn't care. They actually didn't even look at that. Now, not to say every company is going to be that, you know, reluctant to make sure they check all their credentials, but her experience with working in the company 10 years prior before she took time off was just so immensely, it just spoke for itself. But they were just like, okay, we can't hire you because you lied about this. What else are you going to lie about then? You know? And it just sucked. And I'm just like, that was a $100,000 paid position, like salary, like you with bonuses. And, you know, I would love that. But um, I don't know. Like, how did you, how was school for you? How was like post-secondary? Like, what did you study? Oh, my God. Yeah, that's uh, I was, yeah. post-secondary was it's one of those things now, like five years later that I think I I definitely needed to go to school, but I definitely didn't do it right. I was kind of figuring out as I was going through school, which is the problem because I got a degree in psych and then I switched my minor to communications. And the only reason why I switched my minor is because I got in, uh, I only got in for one program, which is a bachelor of science in psych, which doesn't make any sense to me now that I realized like that was the only thing I got in for, but I couldn't get into RTA. Um, dropped out of science first semester halfway through like I still vividly remember the day where I'm in this huge lecture hall this bio 101 class and the prof is like oh by the way everyone today's the last day to drop courses without consequence and I immediately folded up my books and just left I was like I'll see you later Ben my buddy beside me um but yeah like that was the thing is like I really enjoyed university. It was it was okay. Like it wasn't some crazy experience for me. It was just kind of this piece of paper that I, I felt like I needed to get, um, especially considering it was like the only thing given to me, like the only option given to me. Um, but you know, one of my best friends, he took two years off out of high school and traveled a little bit, worked a bit, just kind of figured himself out because he had no clue what he wanted to do. I had like some clue because psych was like it was interesting. I definitely enjoyed the classes, learning about stuff, but I knew. I actually figured it out in third year that I was never going to use this. I wasn't going any further. Like I knew this is not the thing for me. 
Um, I remember sitting in another class too. I can't remember what class it was ex exactly, but I was sat there and I was like, yeah, I'm not going to be a psychologist or a psychiatrist. I don't want to do any of those things anymore. But I kind of wish I had taken at least a year or two off and like recalibrated myself because, you know, I, I got dumped in first year, like during frosh week. I didn't get into the program I actually wanted to do. I, uh, yeah, I was still living in obviously my parents' house and stuff. And it's just like, okay, I'm just going to go to school. And just because I have to, my friends are going to university. Um, you know, my sister went to university, like all these things. And I'm just going to do that. And then I'll figure it out at the end. Like, you, you're going to get a good job after school. Like, that's what they tell you. That's the other yeah. re rhetorical thing is like, oh, yeah, you go to, you'll get your piece of paper. We'll give you something good at the end. Don't worry. I promise. And it's like, no. <laughs> the amount of jobs I have applied for uh, since university in the last five years yeah i've i don't know how many it's in the hundreds yeah. and i've gotten maybe like four interviews granted i might have been like you know obviously applying out of my my league like i kind of shooting a bit higher for a lot of things or have higher expectations than i'm projecting but at the same time though it's like yeah it's not like an easy one yeah. two three sort of situation yeah. so i did learn a lot like I, you, the nice thing about university though is they teach you how to think better like i'm definitely more I'm a stronger thinker, more critical thinker, common sense. But at the same time, was that worth thirty six thousand yeah. <laughs> dollars? Like, oh my gosh! I learned just as much serving and bartending and stuff yeah. for like eight years too. Yeah. You know, um, for me, I just personally traditional like post secondary like university wasn't wasn't really my thing, and I at like right after high school I, I traveled as well and I gained a lot of like experiences from um, my travel and and uh, just going right into the workforce when I got back but um, I now I'm ready to go back to school I'm going into massage therapy which I started on the 24th oh. yeah okay. yeah oh I didn't tell you that I feel like I knew but I yeah, it's online classes. Well, until we get to like clinic hours. So, yeah, like, hey, <laughs> AI. <laughs> um, but yeah, I'm doing that. Uh, I start that on the 24th. But I mean, you know, like, it's just, if I think it's all about finding a balance. There is no right rule book as to how to navigate your 20s. It's, there is nothing, there's no manual of how you're supposed to do it, right? If you were, you know, you got, you went straight to college after high school, you got married, you're engaged, that's your life and you're happy, then heck, you're happy, go for it, right? And if you're not on that traditional, like, trajectory of what is expected, life is continuing to change. There's going to be new expectations. Like, I know there's, there's going to be, like, um, in the next 10 years, the expectation is going to be different than what we're sitting here saying in 2021. You know what I mean? Like even a, another personal experience, like having a, a background with like being able to be a people person and being really successful, I have a huge background in sales and that's how I ended up working in insurance. And with the company, TD, the company I was working for, the bank side and the insurance side are very different. And the insurance side was actually way more qualified than the bank side. So if you transfer to the bank, you are you can be like a different, like a higher level, even if you're an entry level in insurance. And I remember like my high school boyfriend um, at the time, he decided to go, he went to St. Mary's. He decided to follow and graduate with um, 
finance and accountant. And I remember seeing just like almost cry every night and just be so stressed out and like just really worn down and like ended up with like doing Adderall, like, you know what I mean? Just a study and shit. Yeah, totally healthy, like crazy amounts of caffeine, no sleep, like ended up working at the bank after graduation. (laughs) And then if I were to transfer, I mean, I didn't because the pandemic happened, you know, like I would have been above his level, technically. Just without even... Without going to university. Yeah. That's actually something that happened. But I mean, you know what? It's just about balance, right? Like I'm in a place where, you know, I'm doing things that make me happy. I'm not in a rush of where I think I should or should not be by the time I'm 30. I'm turning 25 this year. So I have five more years of my 20s to, you know, quote unquote, get my shit together. But I'm also still making healthy choices and habits to like wake up on time, like, you know, make my bed every day. Like, what's crypto? Invested in this, invested in that. Like, you know, like I just recently bought Ethereum and Bitcoin like two days ago, right? Um what do you want going into like how old are you by the way king i just turned 27 27 yeah so three years until you're 30 what are you expecting to get out of the last few years of being in your 20s honestly as a guy i think it's a bit different especially because i think you know a lot of my friends i have a couple friends who are in their 30s already or just turned 30 this year and they seem to be so much more comfortable with themselves and like settled in their like you know life and and everything like that and really like 20s for me just you know obviously time's just a number too that's another thing i've kind of come to understand for myself but yeah if you have to like you know bookmark it as like 30 is a big change in your life um then the next three years are just gonna keep being like very experimental like what i've been doing the last two two or three years really um just yeah, I've, I've always been very confident in the mantra of like, you know, keep your head down and people will follow. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, stick to your mm-hmm. stick to your guns and people will kind of follow that rather than like trying to become other people's expectations or become other people in general. Um, so I've been very, you know, I think that's part of the reason why I've been so committed to like this blog and all these other creative endeavors is because like this is stuff that makes me happy. makes me, I want to keep doing it. So I will find my own way to make those possibility. Like with this pandemic, um, I know a lot of people, unfortunately, you know, I understand people who had to take on commitments. I know not everyone's this fortunate that I've been in where like I worked in restaurants and like restaurants aren't a thing during pandemic. Fun fact. So I have all this free time and I have a friend, I have a couple of friends who are also like in the same situation. They're not working and you know, half the people aren't doing anything with their time. They're just kind of relaxing or, you know, just hanging out day in, day out, going crazy. And then the other half are like, okay, this is an opportunity to learn new things, yeah. strengthen myself, discover more about myself. And I feel like I was able to do that um, with my blog is just treat it as like a full-time job. Like I'm going to go in my bedroom. I'm going to work for eight, 10 hours a day. going to, I'm still not the master of like take care of myself or like go to bed at a healthy time, stop for food. That's always been a, a secondary thing for me. But yeah, just like grinding it out. And, you know, in the last, what, what are we now? 2021? Okay. Uh, yeah, last year in a bit, like my website traffic has like, I'm going to throw a random number, a guesstimation. It's about 300% up wow. since I started. Like, uh, at least actually maybe more 
So it's just, you know, people are, I'm stick, I'm putting my head down. I'm sticking to what I'm doing. I, I have all these plans. I'm talking to people. I'm networking, um, you know, over email and stuff, but like people are catching on to it. They're, they're, I'm a very, people yeah. treating my work as credible, which I always get this massive imposter syndrome out of, where it's like, why are all these people sending me music? Like, how come all these, you know, labels and press are like chasing me for, to get their artists on my website? Like what, like, how does this make any sense to me? But, um, yeah, like people just start to be, you start to magnetize and people get, get drawn to your work and they trust you and they're like, they they see that it's worth something because it's worth so much to you. Yeah. Um, and it's very it's a very niche and competitive market. I don't know if I'll ever become like, you know, quote unquote successful at it, but that's the thing. Like I'm, I'm making, it's a, it's a monetized thing. Um, I'm credible. I could probably, you know, I'm still working my way up the ranks, of course, but like I definitely have more of a reputation than I did last year and the year before that. And it's funny because like the stuff that I was able to do um, like two, three years ago off of like 100 people a month, 500 followers on Instagram and stuff. And like I could still get into shows for free and take photos. People are like, oh, sure, whatever. And I'm like, hey, well, once stuff opens up, like that's that's grown like three times like and more people know who i am and and whatever and i've talked to a lot more people it's like i wonder what i can be capable of when shit really starts rolling again you know yeah i mean i'm not here to say like fuck societal norms and just like fuck off and it's okay to just fuck off in your 20s that's it's not exactly what i'm, I'm trying to get a point across and i think you you delivered something just now that is just also just struck with me super important is like yeah if you do find that thing that you enjoy it isn't going to blow up overnight so when people do say like you know long-term success doesn't happen overnight that is true right it's taken a lot for you to get to the point that you are now with your blog and you, you do put in the work day in and day out to get it to where it is which is totally necessary you would not have it in the place that it you know, it is now without putting in those hours and networking and meeting artists and interviewing artists and promoting and marketing. And, you know, it's, it is a full-time job and, but it's just about that balance, right? You're not in, you're not, um, working for someone else. You are your own boss. You're not just living life to pay bills and pay off debt. Like you're doing something that, is good for you that makes you happy and I think that's just what I think is important with this episode is just getting that across that I think that would be my advice is take the time that you need to figure shit out and all the moments you had leading up to figuring it out you can use that as transferable skills but once you know that that is your goal and that is something you want to put your work towards buckle down and get ready to freaking work for it right and that's okay and i think that goes for anything in our 20s i think that goes for relationships as well like you're gonna have to date some shitty people before you find the one you know you're gonna have to have some experiences like that you're gonna have to live in some shitty apartments with some bad landlords before you before you know that you want to live in a nicer place you know like you're gonna have to have um some maybe not so good friend groups before you figure out who you want to put your energy towards, right? Like, I think that is all a part of growing up and getting into your 30s. I know for sure I'm still learning. I've learned a lot from 20 to 25. I'm still learning. I'm still growing. 
every single day with everything that I do, with my relationships, with my friendships, with work and streams of income. I think the number one thing I can say for advice is just patience. Just be patient with yourself and be kinder to yourself because like I said, everything I, I truly believe everything has a time and a place and your time and the place, it will come eventually. What would be your advice for someone who's in their mid-20s and they're struggling to find their passion or they're struggling to find um, balance of where they should or should not be in their life? What would you recommend to like our listeners? Oh man, that's, that's intense. I feel like I'm not even qualified to, there's that imposter syndrome again. I feel like I'm not even qualified to like hand out advice at this point, but I think like what I, you know, thinking back to like when I was like 22, 23, where I felt like I was so much, like, I'm going to say this, you know, every single, every five years, I'm going to say this about myself. Like, oh, I was 27. I was, you know, preaching so much. It's like when I was 20, yeah, I remember when like 22, 23, like fresh out of university, I felt like so much, um, I, I feel I felt so much pressure on myself to be like, uh, you know, chasing after the right job and you know getting those benefits and a paycheck and you know buy a house because um, you know that's that's super important, especially nowadays. Like the idea of buying properties is like this crazy dream, um, and I felt like I could have, you know, if I had gotten a better job because banks. Fun fact: banks don't give a shit if you work in the restaurant industry. Like they're like, we're not going to give you any money. We don't trust you. So it doesn't matter how much money you have sitting around. Um, they're not going to give you a mortgage. And um, I was like, okay, well, I need, if I want to buy a house and, you know, live a profitable life, like I need to get a real job. I was like, okay. And then that changed very quickly when I was like, it's not going to happen. I'm putting so much pressure to get jobs that I don't really even want to do. And I understand that like there's things in life you have to do that you don't want to do, but I feel like career isn't should never be one of those things i i'd rather like yeah like jobs to pay bills i understand you gotta do what you gotta do but like in terms of you know something you want to do for the rest of your life i don't think that's something you should ever aim to sacrifice at all if that means like you know breaking up with somebody because they don't want to support you or follow your dreams like that's that's something that's not worth compromising um you know moving cities that's also something you might have to do but i just would never because that's like it, yeah i would just never give up on like chasing after something that you actually want to do and don't like yeah i don't like i hate the idea of having to have the, the right job be such a, like a high priority um in terms of like happiness and success because yeah. it's not yeah it's got to pay the bills but like you can get a job serving and that could pay the bills real freaking nicely and um and in the meantime, you like focus on you know what you actually want to do, which is what I've been doing. And um, I'm not there yet, uh, of course. Like I can't really like you know my blog is not self sufficient just yet, but it's it's almost there. And um, and that's because like I I'm not spending my time full time at a job I hate. Yeah. Um, I've made I've found avenues that will let me work on my blog yeah. while I you know make still pay the bills, and I think that's super important. Um, yeah that in summary don't chase after the wrong career path just to get the term successful applied to your name yes because that's gonna you're gonna hate yourself it's like almost like dating the wrong person just for the sake of like pleasing your parents you're not gonna want to spend every single day with this person you're not gonna want to spend every single time like hour of your day at this job so i think it's 
they're almost like the same thing like a good relationship is sorry a good job is as good as like a relationship is sometimes i think it's like really really solid advice i know you're like feeling that you're not qualified i think you are qualified i think anyone's qualified everyone's experience is totally different but i definitely feel that that is something if there's anything for a takeaway from this episode is just exactly what kane said is just being able to just know like don't don't do things for the wrong reasons do things for you do things that are going to benefit you and like this isn't a race life isn't a race there's no time that you're going to feel like it isn't from 20 to 30 you've you've made it right there isn't like 30 isn't going to be that magic number it's like oh all my issues are gone doesn't happen like that life is just really unpredictable but i think this pretty much summarizes the last episode of season two thank you so much for being on the show Thanks so much for having me, Janelle. This has been very fun. Yeah, and I've learned so much about you. I didn't know that, like, you refereed hockey. I've done. That's the other thing. That's actually my last note. Is the thing is, my dad's always telling me, he's like, keep track of everything that you you do because I I'm one of those people that does like a lot of odd jobs. Like I, I do define as a jack of all trades. Like, you know, hockey, bartending, writing, podcast, uh, all this like all these things. Yeah. And. Um, you know, people don't aren't going to be around to see all of that, but you are, and just like keep track of you know everything that you do, because it's it all adds up. you're gonna it's gonna it all adds up, and you're gonna want to look back and be like, holy crap, I did a lot. Like I wrote a play. Like what the hell? Did it's you? Like yeah, I say that. Oh I say God. that. I say that very like um, it's not it's not a great play. It's not gonna be like the next you know streetcar named Desire or anything. But it was a very fun show. My friend and I just cooked on stage, like literally cooked chili for five days a week in Kingston one time. But yeah, like I've just done all these little things and try to, I guess another piece of advice is try to do as much as you can um, that you want to try. You know, obviously don't put yourself in situ, put yourself in situations that make you uncomfortable, but for the right reasons, um, like, you know, cooking chili on stage for five days. But um, yeah, and just keep track of all your accomplishments because no one else is going to do that for you. Yeah until you're like freaking elon musk where people you know keep track of what you're doing but until that point like you got to do it for yourself and you'll realize like you've done so much more work than you have um because yeah. people forget things you forget you're gonna forget stuff so and that's i think is a great way to end season two is you know janelle too like 20 episodes of season two how much did you learn from that season a lot i learned a lot and uh definitely put myself out of my comfort zone that's for sure. And yeah, that's probably just one last, another thing I could say, it's it's okay, put yourself out of your comfort zone. I mean, you love it. Yeah. may hate it, but you could also love it. Could be a lot of fun and you can meet new people. And did you know I played hockey? I could see that. Yeah, I, I did. I was left wing. Left wing? Left wing little shit. <laughs> I always bash people on the boards. <laughs> That's what you gotta do. I know. So we're both like jacks of all trades. Yeah, and it's yeah. like. Uh, so we're we're gonna keep doing this. We're gonna, we're gonna say one last one last thing. Obviously, obviously, this is not the one last thing, guys. Don't don't go anywhere just yet. But um, that's the thing too is. A lot of jobs nowadays are looking for somebody who's so freaking good at one thing, where like people are forgetting about the value of being good at like a lot of things. I I, I would. I would rather work with somebody that's well-rounded than an expert at one thing because 
I just you have so much more character to the like people who are well-rounded have so much more character to them. You know, uh, obviously I'm inflating my ego a bit here, but uh, they're more interesting people. And like, yeah, being an expert at one thing is great. It's super fun. But man, have other shit too. You know, like, can you juggle? No. I can juggle. See? No, I'm just, <laughs> I'm just, I'm just okay. gassing myself up. <laughs> See, I'm more fun to be around. This is what I'm saying. So I'm just, I'm just joking. Joe. But uh, would you like to do another last thing? I just think my last thing, last thing. How many times have we said this is the last thing? Three times. Three times at least. I can't juggle. Uh, thank you once again, Kane, for being here. And it's just incredible of how much I've just learned about you in the last hour. But guys, don't forget to check out Dusty Oregon. I'm going to attach the blog website in the description of this episode. Uh, if you are a person who is lost and can't find a new type, can't find a new genre of music, a new artist, you want more on your playlist, Kane's got it. He can find you anything. So go check him out. I will attach the link for his blog. Um, and yeah, we will be back with season three. This is not the end of the show. It's just the end of the season in a week. And in the meantime, guys, don't forget, you can have your cake and eat it too.